The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me is, listen, I, I tried to give the man a break. I tried to, to be, uh, you know, somebody who was willing to forgive any and everybody because we all deserve forgiveness. Uh, but it, it comes a point in time where, you know, you, you have to say something. And and I have to say something because I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of, you know, uh, Sterling, bottom line, I'm just, you know, Donald Sterling, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of it. Uh, he's an embarrassment to, to human beings. Uh, how, how dare him say that he deserves a chance? Uh, then in the same breath, he wants to attack Magic Johnson as being a terrible role model uh, for minorities. He's not good for, for black kids. You know, how dare this man? I mean, this is somebody who who's asking for forgiveness but continues to throw daggers at other people. For, for what? Why? You know, what did Magic ever do to the man? The man simply, Magic actually, you know, was <laughs> trying to do the best he could to appease your mistress, who obviously wanted a picture with him. I'm sure he didn't stop and ask her to take a picture. Hey, can I take a picture with you? And when are you going to, Mr. Sterling, when are you going to stop yourself and, and, and address the fact that here you are on national television and you're talking about you're getting caught up in a situation where this is somebody, I don't know if you, your wife and you are estranged or whatever, but this, you're still married. When are you going to address that situation? You're the victim? You know, there are court records out there. I haven't seen them all, but allegedly there's court records out there and documentation of this isn't this is something you practice. This isn't your first time. This is who you really are to your core. That, that, that's the difference in, in you being a, a racist and other people being racist, black and white. But you're practicing racism. You're in a position of control and power. You employ people. You can deny people access and, and things that are supplemented with government funds and taxpayers' funds, and you're practicing racism. Go away. We don't need you. We don't want you. And this isn't me as just a black man. This is, you know, you're even making it impossible for people that are white to try to defend you. Why are you, you, you know, it's so, is that bad? You know, you mentioned you went to the synagogue to pay, pray, pray for magic. You're making it bad for Jewish people who, who too are in a position like you are. You know, and, you, you know, it's like you don't want people to broad brush everybody, but yet still you broad brushed the entire generation of people, black people, them. 
you know, and, and, and the whole plantation thing, your case you don't get or some people out there is not old enough to understand what, you know, what this is all about. It's okay if they can work the field, which his field is his court. They can work the court. They can work the field, but they can't come into the house. They can't, you know, well, no, we don't want them in the house. Okay. It's just time to go away. Okay. You're, you're, you know, those folks who worked in your field for you have made you a billionaire. Get your billion dollars and go away. Because society has proved to you, you know, you even got your family trying to divide themselves away from you. Now, does your wife, does she, what does she want to do? Because I think her name has been bought on the records or included in the records. And if she felt that you weren't this person before, why didn't she go on the offense? Why isn't she stepping up and saying things about you that everybody else knows? Johnny Menzel, here's Johnny. Cleveland, Ohio. And my man Doug Mack wants to come and try to sport. Dougie Mack wants to come in and try to spoil my day. Why? And try to tell me that the Cleveland Why? Browns. No, I just think, really, you're, I think you're being a little harsh really on Donald right. Sterling here. I mean, that guy, he's getting railroaded. And, and I'm going I'm to tell, tell you to be nice because this will be the first time I kick somebody off my show. This is Ray Ellis Sports, I'm telling you. I ain't yeah, got no guy, time for that. That guy needs to go away really, really far away. What, what really is going to happen is, you know, there's, there's a new generation of people. Who just not willing to put up with the bullshit of generations before? Well, that's and a matter kids, of time, right? It's a matter and, and, of letting it, die. You gotta die. Well, here's what'll happen: his, his family will separate from it him. Will die with him no, and with that generation. Some things, you know, some, some things hey. re resurface, and, and it's what people are taught. Well, but I'm just saying, it takes time. That guy would grew up in an era. When there was that don't make it right. You I'm can not grow up, saying you, you, it was right. You, you could grow up in the air, but don't, don't, hey, don't that doesn't make I'm it right. I'm not comfortable being on the conversational side of, well, of defending should, him. I'm simply saying that sometimes you got to have a dying off. You have to have a a, a decay of a of just. But a, if somebody you know, believes a, an in forgiveness, if somebody believes in forgiveness, forgiveness, why not change your ways? I don't want to dissect John Donaldson. That guy's absolutely deplorable. There's no defense thank for him. You, He's you. a piece of you know what. That's but I'm saying those ideas. His ideas, not the idea itself, but like that, he's not going to change till he's gone, and then it'll just be ashes to but then ashes. Why, but then that's what's wrong for him to ask for, ask for forgiveness. Well, you can't. He, why ask for forgiveness if you haven't I, changed your way? Because his identity is rooted in that team and that ownership. He's got nothing else going. He's eighty years old. He's a you know he screwed up really badly. I mean, put yourself in his shoes. Actually, let's try this for a second. True empathy. Walk a mile in his shoes. What would you do? Just throw in the towel? It's all he's got. Uh, what I would do if yeah, I were him, if they, if they were, okay, I would say I was sorry, but I changed my. I wouldn't continue to throw darts at other people. Why are you trying to throw magic under the bus? I know it's amazing. What's that all he, about? That's a heck of an apology. Yeah, why do you want to say I'm, all those? I'm really sorry. <laughs> also, magic has a. Yeah, look at ma yeah, exactly. Wow, you're showing your true colors there. They're, bottom line, pun bottom not, line. not intended. Oh, okay. okay, let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Johnny Football because I, I, uh, you bought some stuff into the studio here, Dougie. I came with Dougie Mag, for you, you came with yeah. again. You know, it's one thing about it. I want to say this too. What's that? I just have a need because that, that Jeff Gun Van Gundy, he is my man. I truly like Van Gundy. He's a cool dude, and he keeps it one hundred yeah. all the time. Yeah, I was watching a game the other day, and and his. You know, his colleague was calling a game, and, and, and uh, I think Westbrook fell on the ground. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his colleague went on to say, whoa, man, that, that really hurt. And, and, and Van Gundy stopped him in the middle of his sentence and says, why 
what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, my brain, he always says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know if that hurt? Right. You know, you're acting as if you've fallen from that high in the air before in your life. He's got like a 38 and you've got like a 3.8 vertical. He calls yeah. it. He calls it. You know, it's actually interesting you say that because a buddy of mine was in town, uh, is in town currently over the weekend, extend the stay. He's doing an interview. doesn't really matter. He was in Portland about... I don't know, when, when Van Gundy was the coach in Houston, he was in Portland. They were playing. Houston was in town to play the Blazers. They had, a, like, a day off before the game. And he walks into, like, a Walgreens, and he says this disheveled, shuffling, sweatpants-wearing, kind of messy-looking guy comes up, and uh, they, they kind of had uh, they were both at the counter at the same time, and all of a sudden he realizes it's Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy, right? Wow. And he looks up at him, and Van Gundy just looks up, and without hesitation, he goes, hey, how's it going, man? How you doing? And they had a little chat and everything, and he's like, dude, that guy's just a natural person. He knows who he is. He's in his own skin. I like Van Gundy, and his brother is about to take the job in Detroit. Yeah, we were talking about Fat Guy last week. You yeah, know, I kind of got yeah. it mixed up, you know, but, uh, but, but, but you're right, man. He, he's, he's just an everyday average guy, and, he's, mm-hmm. he, and he just wants, he wants to be honest about everything, yeah. he, and he's transparent about, man, listen, I don't really know this. I'm yeah. just going to speak. But that leads me into my point I wanted to make about because you got some information there that, again, this information, <laughs> what information? bothers me what do about I? the draft and about Teddy Bridge. Let me set this up, if I may. But I need to set this up first. Okay, because, so they know what we're talking yeah, about, though. Because, but because it's, it's, it's these experts and it's these insiders who have this information, this, uh, these opinions. The report today. But when they get called out on the carpet, the reality is that, you know, it's just stuff they made right, up. Right. Then they're not really experts. And the information that they have can't hold water. Right, is referring to a report today that Teddy Bridgewater had no interest in Cleveland and steered the draft away from him, and his name was on the card with 10 seconds left to go. Actually, the card handed to Commissioner Goodell had Teddy Bridgewater's name on it at pick 22. This is a report today. And that they steered that away or that the team, for whatever, whatever reason, changed its mind to Manziel. That's what you're talking about. But well, what if that's no, true? No, no, no. What if that, that's true, that's, that's your part no, that's what, of the information. That's what it says. That, no, I'm saying that's your part of the information. That's what it says. My part of this story about I was those, those, those people who have information, those people who are so-called experts. See, I'm going a different direction because, again, that's some insider information there. Who's going to step up and say if that's the truth or not? Nobody. Because the fact of the matter is, I believe the wide receiver that the Buffalo Bills got, I believe that's really who the kid from Clemson. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is what I heard, Uh supposedly, that they were who they were interested in, the Cleveland Browns. But but let me just go. That's good, and that's good stuff. But, you know, there were some reports out there about, I think it was about 90-something-odd kids that were underclassmen that went ahead and made themselves eligible for the draft. Okay. I think only... Maybe 36 or 40 of them actually got drafted. Okay. That means there's another 50-something-odd kids out there that can't go back to they school. Is that how that works? You, been, you, once you commit, you can't go you, back? You, that's exactly right. You okay. can't go back. So you, so you lost your scholarship. You're yeah. out of football for a year, oh. which means that you really should have stayed in school. No, no question. Now, there's a chance that some of them may get picked up in free agency. But then somebody wants to go on, and they want to blame Todd McShay and these other people because they say supposedly in these mock drafts, when these kids' names are up there, that's the information that the kids make their decisions based upon that. Well, actually, they're evaluated by a panel. I remember this now. The the NFL allows them to be evaluated by a panel of experts that puts them in a rough grade 
draft or draft grade, right? And based on that uh, ranking, then they'll make their choice to go forward or not. But at the end of the day, maybe they blew the interview. Maybe they had, maybe they turned over a rock somewhere in their past, and there was a there was a little poison under there, something to be concerned about. That can't be put on Todd McShay. Here's my question. I mean, here's my my statement. I want to make is experts. Why are you mad about the experts? What makes you an expert? If you don't have the information, hey, McShay, you're not an expert. Todd McShay knows what he's no, talking no, about. No, no, well, absolutely. Todd McShay, no. I used to I, hate on him. Uh, that no, dude knows no, a no. lot about everyone. We've got about a minute to go okay. here. And let me just say I'm this. Gonna defend him you're going to defend Todd. I am. I think Todd and Guy also the about. other uh, you know, guy with the glasses. Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper. Yeah. Okay. I think Mel Kuyper got four. I don't like Mel Kiper. Four right? Mel Kiper is four right. These, these, by these are experts, yeah. and you're saying they're getting four picks right? Come on. The fact of the matter is there is no such thing as an expert except those people that get paid to do the job. These guys get paid to do what you and I are doing, talking. They're right. not experts. Right. So let's stop calling these people experts. I would not use that word. And let's, but that's what, they're, that's what they're identified as. Okay. And kids are making decisions, and their hearts are being broken, and they're being left out in the code out in the based cold. upon experts. On Skid Row. And we need, to, we need to let these people know that those people, you know what they're experts at? They speak very eloquently. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're good to listen to. But other than that, they are not experts. And we got 30 seconds to go to a break, and that's cool. But I just want you to know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about those. Because that's bullshit. You're destroying people's lives because you're identifying somebody as an expert. You swore. Oh, I can say this on the internet. (laughs) And you're listening to Rayella Sports (laughs) on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters with Doug Mac, And we'll be right back after this break. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
basically the whole time in the break we were talking. You don't get that. You know, off the mic stuff. You know, we don't take a break here. What we do is we stay. We do some rail of sports on the Voice America Network. Got my man Dougie Mack. Dougie Mack in the studios with me today. And here's what I I just, what I want to do is I basically want to 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 let and and Dougie is like this. Dougie is serious about his sports. He doesn't play around. He he's, he is one of those people when it comes to his team, he's loyal to his team, but at the same time he's a little bit objective when you give him facts. I will be. And that's all I'm trying to say is I'm giving you facts in this whole scenario because it's Another I, I, another thing that got me is I I, I, another thing I want to get is I, I want to get to is I also want to get to the emotion. See, because see, when I saw Michael Sam, this is what I want everybody to understand. That was beautiful. Michael Sam was not crying because he was a gay football player that got drafted. Everybody, everybody cries on draft. Day. That, that, that's the point that I'm trying to make. Michael Sam was a football player that was excited about being drafted. Yeah. Period. Well, and what people don't understand is that last draft round. As is as emotional is that first round said because guess ne- what said next to irrelevant. So, no, no. Here's the thing. I'm Re- saying but, you know. No, but here's you what know. I'm saying It's because you know what you. you're into a fraternity where either you do or you don't, and that's what I'm saying, man. And and that's why you you, you you can't have these guys that are posing as experts. Can you imagine that the emotion that you saw of joy, there was an emotion of sadness. To these kids who are listening to these so-called experts about being drafted. Okay, going back to the Michael Sam thing, if I may, though. Yes. Okay. Um, setting aside the experts, let's just concede the point because I know you're mad about Todd McShay having a job. And, no, no, and no, all that no, stuff. no, no. I'm just saying that there's the people but. who want to, who are saying that he should take some of the responsibility and blame for blame. those kids out there who to, who made themselves eligible for the draft based upon. His. It wasn't on him. Well, he wasn't. Him. Quite was, a few was, of these no, guys uh, have it's these a, mock it's, drafts. It's a it's a group of uh, scouts that are employed by the league to give them a grade going into the draft. That's how that works, and that's the league. The NFL does that. Not Todd McShay. Not ESPN. Not CBS Sports. That is a league service that's provided when they have an interest. They can file for evaluation, and they will get a a, a draft grade back, and based on that, they'll make their decision. It's not Todd McShay. Todd McShay does his work on the side. Those guys are getting information that from other, the NFL. He doesn't do his work on the side. He does his work on ESPN. Those players are making those decisions based on NFL scouts' information. No, that's how that works. That, that's, what, that's what you're saying. I, I, that's I your, believe I, I'm you, right. You on have that. a right. I believe you, I'm correct. You, on you, that. No, you, you, but you also have to understand that there is a collective amount of information that is shared, just as you said. Right. That these individuals, like Mache. Any other guy. But that comes they, later. They, no, they know people. They, they didn't just wait to their senior year. They, they had a freshman year. They had yeah. a sophomore year. They had a junior year. And so over the years, they've been saying, oh, yeah, I talked to one. Oh, yeah, no. And so what, the, right. the fact that They're I'm saying is there is on, there's only one expert in the business, and that's the National Football League. If your information doesn't come from the National Football League, regardless of what anybody else says, there are no experts out there. Those does. people who say they're experts, they're not experts. Okay. The, the, and here's the, the other reason why. It's because do you, who do you hold, as an example, who would you hold reliable in the event that, what's his, uh, let's say, Johnny Football doesn't pan out? Is it the experts, or is it the or is it the person that drafted him? I don't hold anybody responsible other than Johnny Manziel. 
there's an expert who said that Johnny Manziel should be, should have been picked. I don't know. Uh, I'm not defending the experts. I'm just saying there's a lot of heads that are putting the, that that information together. Let me ask you. And those players have parents. If and you friends. went to if you had an expert, if you went to a, a, a doctor for an expert opinion, he gave you the wrong opinion. Would you just say, "Well, I'm not going to blame him. He's just a doctor. He he, I, he shouldn't." Be held accountable. But okay, I I, I I fundamentally disagree with your argument, Ray. All due respect, Todd McShay does not drive people into the draft. Todd McShay evaluates players who have declared for the draft. Once those players are eligible, then he puts a grade on them and puts them into the sorting wheel, and then puts comes up with his little matrix and then compares it to everybody else. That's how that works. These players, he's are, an expert. These players are declaring their eligibility based on. Information, you said, you listen to one thing only, the NFL, it comes from the NFL. So that's already happened by the time McShay is putting those guys up on the board. And I don't care about these kids who declared and didn't get drafted, quite frankly. If they are stupid enough to put themselves out there and give up their scully when they didn't have a good... I wouldn't go if I, unless I was second or above, second or third round at the latest or above, because you would you be projected. Yeah, I, you can get insurance if you're a highly uh, touted prospect. I mean, Jake Locker went back for his senior year. He would have been a top five pick. He was insured for millions of dollars if anything bad happened. And then he had a crappy then he had a crappy senior year and he didn't get drafted so high. Bad like what? Like injury. Okay, that's it. And and injury, not bad. No, that's what if I mean. He gets injured. If you fall into injury, bad luck, you know. Um, and it has to be career ending. Correct. Now, the fact of the matter is, those guys who came out early were trying to go for the money, or they didn't, they, maybe they had uh, sowed some bad seeds at school, or they weren't going to class, and they jumped for it, and if they don't make it, that's not my problem. I don't have any problem with that. It's not up to me to give these guys future security, because they're so blessed as to be a scholarship athlete at a D1 university playing football. You know, that's on them. If they make a bad choice, that's not the expert's fault. That's their well, fault. What experts? That's their fault. What experts? They you, should be their you own experts. Saying, you, you're using this terminology. No, no, expert. you're what the one who keeps saying experts. I'm what telling I'm you, there are no experts. I'm telling you, there are no experts. Okay, other that's than fine. Football Let's league. say there's no experts. Then you're your own expert. And if you make a stupid choice, then you're an idiot. No, no, no. It's that's not all there is to it. See, here's what you and so many other people. No, that's it. That's on you. Know it all. That's on you. That the fact of the matter is that a player cannot make himself. You can't just can you you think you can walk up to a National Football League team and say draft me? Well, that's what you do. You go to the combine. You basically present yourself as a as an as a, a commodity. You think you can walk into a team and just tell them to sign you? Well, you know, that, that's not how, no no. You think I that's know, how, that, that's no, no. I don't think no, that's how it, it goes no, at all. No, I don't think work. that. Don't put you that on me. You can't even hey, just walk. Right? You can't don't even just, no. You just told me how it goes. I didn't say that. You can't even walk up to a, a, a said, owner if, or a if, if guy and tell him to talk to you. You're going to go undrafted. If there's even a chance, then you should stay in school. Would you like to hear from somebody who experienced it? Then you should stay in school. Would you like to hear from somebody who experienced it, or would you like to continue to tell the folks what you think you know? I'm just saying. It's would you like to Would you like to hear from somebody? We're arguing. I like this. No, no, I like it. I experienced. Did you? Experience it. I'm trying to tell I did, you how. You know, I, I, okay, I, I, I just missed the the combine. There you go. I just okay. I'm sorry you missed it. I'm my sorry high school it. linebacker career just but barely put me under the radar. When they're interested in you, they request to speak with you. Yeah. No, you told. That's fine. It doesn't change the fact that they shouldn't come out of school if they don't no, have a high draft no, grade. No, 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 no. You, listen, you can stay in school and still not have a high draft grade. That's not the point. My point is that you have these so-called experts Man. spilling out this information when they're not experts. Okay, fine. They're not experts. That's the bottom line. So when you, when you, if you'll read the story, and I'll get the story to you so, you, story? so you understand the Todd and Shay story where they're trying to, they're trying to force him to accept some of the blame when Ooh. the only thing he 
whoever in the media who wrote the article, read, I'll get the article to you. The fact of the matter is he shouldn't be held responsible. The bottom line, that's all I'm saying is these so-called experts that are not experts. Somebody needs to educate the kids that the only experts you should listen to are the people from the National Football League that are in touch with you if they are in touch with you. If they're not, then don't listen to these okay. other media outlets and all this other stuff, this propaganda, is just for the purpose of making money. Well, it's an interest. Everyone's interested it's, it's a business. It's, it's a, it's a great business thing. that everybody wants to, again, attack the athlete, but without the athlete, where's your business? If you don't have the athlete, you don't have a business. So the point is... The experts are employed by the National Football League. They're not employed by the media. So I'm trying to help the young people out there that are, are athletes to inform them, do not listen to your agent, do not listen to someone who wants to be your agent, do not listen to someone who is a talking head on some media platform whose job is to, you know, create interest for their listeners and viewers so that people come back and they can make money because the fact of the matter is they do not have an expert opinion. They are not experts. There are people on teams that you see in those war rooms that those people are, they get paid to do that. Those are the experts, the ones that get paid to draft, to evaluate talent. Those are the experts, not the ones doing what we're doing now. And it's the ones that's doing what we're doing I now agree. is the ones that are influencing these kids. I agree. Now, what I want to do is we got four minutes. Now, I, th th there was something that we have over here, the, the Teddy Bridgewater whole thing about that. <laughs> you What's know, that? The whole Teddy Bridgewater yeah, thing. Yeah, right here. You know, and, and, and you know, who raised Farmer. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, here's, here's the, the fact of the matter is. Yeah. That doesn't mean a thing. Why are you so? What's, that, what's, are you just everything's all bad? No, no here's news what I want to say. Again, Nobody's but, an expert. But, but here's what I'm saying. ESPN wants to put that out. So what? You were going to pick somebody and you decided to pick somebody That's else. That's an interesting story. What's interesting about you were going to pick okay. somebody and you picked somebody else? Well, yeah, it's a humongous story. Why okay? is that? Because if I'm a fan of the Cleveland Browns, and I know you are because your heart's there a little bit as a former player, okay? If I'm in that franchise like my Seahawks, and I know that for ten, with 10 seconds left on the clock, my franchise is drafting its future. Quarterbacks are everything in this league, and we know it. And t we had Teddy Bridgewater, allegedly, according to the report, written on the card. And then in the last 10 seconds, scratched out his name and wrote Johnny Manziel. That's a big story because now I'm always going to look at those two guys. Every time I'm looking at Teddy Bridgewater's stats, I'm thinking, what if that was for my squad? And, and, and vice versa. And the story goes, and this isn't linking the dots too far, I don't think, is that the reason they didn't put him on the card is because his agent let the team know he didn't want to play for him. Teddy Bridgewater had no interest in Cleveland. That's the headline. So, uh, And that's from an expert. Are we right about that? Well, no, that's from, uh, I mean, come on, that's reporting, you know, come on. That's just a, a journalist being a reporter. Uh, that's sources. That's what, you know, he got well, sources. Well, okay, so we're, we're, who's, who's his source? <laughs> see, that's BS. So just screw reporting. See, well, here's the thing no about No reporting. You know, a, a, a journalist has a responsibility to— Maybe it's wrong. To, to, see, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Healthy, I'm so down with healthy— There you go. I'm down with healthy skepticism, but ESPN doesn't go. run a lot of stuff that's risky. That's a pretty careful news organization. <laughs> they get burned. Everyone gets burned. I'm, and I know it's sports news. This isn't real news. This isn't like, you know, Watergate stuff. 
I almost said the the curse word you said earlier. Do you know what the uh, the the E stands for saying. in uh, in ESPN? Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. It's entertainment. I'm down. With and that's that. what and that's what they want to so do. You seem a little bit heated no, on the I, entertainment. No, I, no on the whole thing. I, I, here's what the Johnny I, Football I'd hate thing. I hate to talk politics. I like with you. I like the Johnny Football thing. I'm I'm happy about the Johnny Football thing. I would be too. But 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 then again, see, but don't do this on the Johnny Football thing because you know what? What you just said is going to happen. Now suppose Bridgewater has a better career than Johnny Football. Does then the people are going? You know how people they flip flop just like that, and all of a sudden all those people that were happy that they took Johnny Manziel, then they're going to say, "Oh, we had Teddy Bridgewater on it." That's what I'm saying, and, and so and that's why it's a story. No, that no, what that is is a story. Is that again? Is something to just. You know, the entertainment value of it. There's some value there. So why do that to Cleveland? Don't do that to Cleveland. Oh, my God. Don't do that. I, I'm telling you, don't put that kind of pressure. That's like Johnny. That's don't like a Johnny. That to Cleveland. That's like Johnny Menzel. Another reason why the, the whole Dallas thing. Could you imagine? Oh, that would have been a dumb pick. Why would it would have been why fun. Would've, why would it have been dumb to because you? Because the first third down incompletion that Tony Romo would have thrown, the entire stadium would have blown up with, we want Johnny. We want for the first time and all the way until it turned and, over. And, and, you would create a ruckus. Right. And so exactly. A ruckus. So the same thing here. A it, hullabaloo. It, 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 it's, it's something where it's better not to say it than to say it. Why would a source want to leak that? That's not positive. For, well, yeah, I guess they did. Yeah, that's not yeah. positive for your team to give that type of information if you were considered. Don't do that. It's just a good story. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. <laughs> and we are not entertainment. We are Voice of America Sports, and we got to take a break. I'm enjoying Dougie Mac. Whenever he comes in here, I always. always fire you know, up. I, I love it. I, I love it. Too, I'm, I hope you love it, too. I Come do, back and listen to us. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm with Dougie Mac, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Three nothing? I'm not trying to watch. Oh, 
Wake me when it's, it's a series. It's I can't watch. Good, tune in to watch LeBron. You look the regular sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix living like a man. What matters to me? I got a question for you. Stop. What matters to me? Here's Johnny. Okay, you got a question for yeah. me. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I really want to hear okay, it. I'm going to listen. So, Jerry Rice Jr., according to reports from sources by experts, Jerry Rice Jr. has been invited to the Ravens camp. Why would you play football if you're Jerry Rice Jr.? That is the last thing I would ever play. Like if I was Michael Jordan's kid, I'm going golf, I'm going football, I'm doing croquet, anything but that which was played by my father better than anyone who ever did it at that position or at that, uh, in that sport. You can't follow that legacy. Jerry Rice Jr., hell no. I'm going to be a relief pitcher. Your thoughts. Would you do that? What would you do? I'm one of those guys now that, you know, I look back over the game of football, so I probably wouldn't want my son to play football. No, but as a kid, would you try but, to follow those but, footsteps? But, but here's what, it, as a kid, remember, you are a kid. He's a receiver. So, no, you're a kid. You're a kid. Yeah. Okay? That's daddy. That's not Jerry Rice. That's Michael Jordan to everybody else. That's daddy. Yeah. You don't, to you, it, you really don't understand greatness and daddy. Right. It's daddy. But I mean. And that's how everybody always says that. High school, those guys. No, those guys always school. say that. They always say that, that their kids. Michael has said this on record. I'm, I'm, I'm just dad, you know. And, and so I, I think when you look at it like that, somebody on the outside, no, we wouldn't do that. But somebody on the inside, that's your, you're going to support your son's dream. And if he happens to love basketball, football, baseball, the game that you played. Wow, yeah. I'm not asking about the, the parent. I'm saying the parent probably would love that and support that. I'm saying is the kid. No, he, would, no. Jerry Rice but Jr.? But the kid doesn't know that. Hell That's no, what I'd, I'm saying. The kid has... I'd be a punter. The, but the kid has, doesn't <laughs> understand the, the magnitude of greatness of which right. he is trying to follow up with. Long and you will never, you'll never reach that. Now, here's the thing about it. Guess what? It's a big name. It just so happens that records are made to be broken. And yeah. sometimes they are. And it, you know, it just so happened that perhaps maybe, you know, he could outdo his father. What are the chances? I don't think it's probably slim and none. Sean Springs was a better player than Ron Springs. No, they played different positions. Ron Springs was a receiver. Ron Springs was a running back. Was a running back. Okay, yeah. and, and Sean was obviously a corner. A corner okay, right. can you name a son who exceeded his father immeasurably when the father was very, very good? Because Ron Springs was a hell of a player, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you played with him, right? Yes. Was he a yes. better athlete than most on that team? Was he a great player or was he a good player? Uh, I would say Ron. Well, let's just say this: and 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 high school and college, I would say you knew him in high school, huh? Well, no, I'm just saying, oh, okay. you know, I heard about his career. Right. I, I would say that Ron was probably a great player. A great player? Yeah. Sean yeah. Springs, great player? Uh, in college, All-American. Well, I know. My Seahawks drafted him in third in that overall. In that I think draft. Ron might have been a preseason All-American or an All-American. Sean you know? was a great player at yeah, Ohio State. Yeah. And, and he was a very good pro. I wouldn't yeah. just call him a great pro. Uh, He's not scaring any I, Hall I of think, Fame votes. I think, I think uh, Sean might have been all pro maybe a year or two. I think he might have. Yeah, I would say all pro makes you a great player. He was a terribly talented athlete. Well, let me just say this. If, if, if great is Hall of Fame, yeah. then, you know, I, no, greatest is Hall of Fame. You can still be a great player and not be in the Hall of Fame. The greatest players are in the Hall of Fame. So you could be a great player. Okay. And, and that, those, some of those 
you know, perennial all pros are great players. Can so you, I'll put him as a great player. Can you yeah. think of anyone who who was great, who was greatest, who was in greatness? Now we're talking the Hall. Yes. Whose kid also, I can't think of anyone. No, I, I you know, when you say it like that, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I, here's one thing that I would Which say. Which is kind of crazy. But here's one thing I would say is going to be close. We We could be looking at it at the Matthews kid, one of the Matthews kids. Clay's, uh, uh, Bruce Matthews' kids now. Yeah, Bruce's, yeah, Bruce's kids. Is Bruce he, in the hall? Yeah, Bruce is in the hall. Okay. Clay's not, I think Clay should be in the hall. He, he, well, he's on his way. Yeah, uh, well, he, he's going to have to wait to that, what you call it, the senior year class. Right, yeah. right. He, but he I'm didn't saying, make he's, it he's, 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 uh, oh, wait, he's, wait, are you, are you talking, I'm talking about Clay. Clay Matthews Jr.? I'm talking about the kid who's now in Green Bay as a linebacker. Oh, no, that, that's Clay Matthews Jr. Yeah. His dad played with me in Cleveland. Okay. Who was very from USC? I remember him. Very, very good. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, but but you know I don't think he'll was make he it to the hall. Oh nope. No, I don't think he. I don't think he was. But he was a great player. He was a great player. Was he the greatest? See, my problem is I've seen greatest. I played with greatest. Who's the greatest player you ever played with? With against with or against both against just the one who just. Oh well, Lawrence Taylor stood out. Lawrence Taylor, you could tell. I, oh yes, really? Yes, I was. I was afraid of Lawrence Taylor. You, <laughs> and I you're was on playing defense. on defense. Yeah, no, but I mean, you, you know, true story. Just the, no, oh no, my no, god, no, no, this the guy true, is true different. True story was uh, Lawrence Taylor was actually a gunner on the punt team when I was a rookie okay. in, in the same class, uh-huh. and I had to try to jam him up to keep him from getting a linebacker gunner. Deep uh, 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 teammate, man. I, now again, I got to go. I, Reggie White. Oh, I never anybody uh, to this day. I've never seen right. Reggie had a move where he could pick a dude up and throw three hundred pound dude, yeah. Yeah. pick him up, throw him with one arm. Yeah. Never seen nobody ever do that Unbelievable. again. Unbelievable. Lawrence Taylor just that unblockable. Move, never you know? seen anybody like Lawrence Taylor. Now again, okay, I got to give it up to Jerry Rice too. Yeah, you know, and I and I got to be honest though, the games. I, one night we had a game in in San Francisco, and Jerry had a great game on us. I, I'm not going to make any excuses. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. But I've played against Jerry before, and I didn't think Jerry was the greatest on the field at that time. Right. He didn't have a great game. But then he had other, those other games. Well, one game in particular, he had, he had a great game. So, I, so I'll give that to him. I, Art Monk. Art Monk's not a Hall of Famer to Steve me. Steve Largent? Steve, I, you know, again, not I'm great. just asking. Yeah, Steve Largent and Art Monk, those are two Hall of Famers I played against. I don't think they were Hall of Famers. I didn't, really? think, they were the, I didn't think they were the greatest. Because their athleticism wasn't transcendent. It was more of a, 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 they were the number one guy and they got a lot of balls and stayed healthy yeah, for years. Kind of, so yeah, they, you they, they accumulated yeah. the statistics. But See, when you see LeBron I mean, James, Largent, when, you, though, when you see LeBron James play basketball. He did a lot with a little. Okay, but again, you, you got, Wes Welker probably played, was better than Steve Largent. You watch your mouth. You you be careful, I'm sorry. sir. Stephen A. I got I'm di- I'm being disrespectful right being now. Being disrespectful. Okay. Right okay. Now. <laughs> okay. Well, let, let, let's move on then. Let's let's move on a little bit because I think you wanted to say something because I I, I, do, I do, do, do want to give Michael Sam some more you know time if you wanted to because you said you there was something you wanted to say oh, about no, him. Oh no, I just thought that LeBron struck the right note, exactly the right note. When you talked about the reaction on Twitter and a lot of the people, there was the kid in Miami who tweeted and is now kicked off the team, mm-hmm. uh, the Dolphin because he tweeted uh, disgusting or horrible or something like that, a couple of those just ridiculous tweets because he kissed his boyfriend and was crying when he was drafted. I'm talking about Michael Sam. And well, the crying I thought, well, that's no fine. problem. I got yeah. no problem with him kissing his boyfriend. Well, he, I don't have a problem with him kissing his boyfriend. But here's that's the thing fine. about it. You know, television in Be terms of, of a social responsibility, I think that what happened, you know, if you can think about it, you know, it takes time 
for the American people to get comfortable with certain things. What do you mean a social responsibility now? Like kids seeing that? Because yeah, that w- we got PG ratings and all these different kind of things. You see what I'm saying? I so, got no problem with so, that. So I, all I'm saying, is, and I'm not against it, kids? what I'm saying is it, the shock value was such that some people are just starting to, to I, know some things, see some things, and then it was like, whoa, everything was right there you know, for him. And so I think some people who were not against it, who were for it and wanted to support it, but they got everything. You know, it's almost like sex on TV. Oh, no, no, hang on. Let me, let me. No, it isn't. Okay, that was not sex on TV. That was love, and that was a moment. And and I'm glad it happened because you know what? People need to be able to see that and get over it because it's just two people who were expressing love and joy in the biggest moment. I'm of not Michael saying Sam's people life. shouldn't see. I'm saying and the people, the people who were what they were trying to articulate. Was that they didn't know they were going to see that? I, well, I, don't, I don't think people hated it. I don't think it. anybody knew they I, were if, going if to see it. If a guy kissed his girlfriend, or if a guy kissed his fiance, exactly. or his wife, yeah. it's th- in, in his mind, it's the same thing. All I'm saying in is my that, mind, it's the same thing. Well, what I'm saying is that what happened in in, in television is television for a while. They gave you a little bit at a time, a little bit. Okay, okay, I'm jumping in here. Okay, I'm jumping in here. Okay. All it was was the biggest moment, and that's why LeBron hit the hit the right note. He said, "I'm happy for everyone who got drafted yeah, because they had a lifelong right. dream." There fulfilled. you go. That's and it. I agree. That's Every, it. That's all it was. That's and it. if you happen to be there with his partner and express that joy, that's fine. Awesome. That, I, I'm agreeing with you Good on for that. Him. I'm agreeing with you that um, the only point I was saying about some other people because I've heard some people say this to me is that. We usually got a little bit, a little bit, a little you bit. You think little, little kids bit. are going to yeah. see that and then want to yeah. kiss a boy yeah, I, if they're a guy? No, I think that's. I, I think those are people who those people, gay. you know, those people who believe that they always believe that. You know, I think it was. There's, there's people who don't believe that two guys should adopt a boy. Uh, you know, it's two, well, two yeah, women should adopt a girl. I don't want to go down the <laughs> rabbit hole on that one. <laughs> okay, but, uh, so let's let's now that we're on LeBron, let's talk about LeBron. Um, LeBron, my man. My my homeboy didn't get the MVP. Well, you know, again, how about that Mother's Day speech though? How about that MVP he, he, speech, right? He, he, wait, he, Kevin let, Durant. Let, 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 it was it was a good one. Pretty good. It was a, it was a real good one. After all, she is the MVP. But that listen, awesome. the I would say this, and it, it, you and I have talked about this before about what does MVP mean. Mm-hmm. Now we got an MVP. Should the MVP be the MVP of the league? Should his team win the championship and all that? Okay, we're not going to go there. But I just want to say, and I've heard some people say this on the Big Boy Show. That the greatest player in basketball showed you he was the greatest player in basketball last night. Now, Paul ah. Pierce called him out. Paul Pierce publicly shouldn't, and I think that's perhaps even a mistake Paul made because as a veteran, you know that our team strategy can be kept inside our locker room. We don't have to tell the world. So uh, supposedly your teammates aren't supposed to be watching this television stuff anyway. So why would Paul Pierce, you know, publicly allegedly, because I didn't hear him say it, tell the coach that he wanted to guard LeBron. And then LeBron drops 49 on him. Wait, how did you know this? Because allegedly, this is what those, uh, I got information from my sources. Sources? Yeah, my Uh sources. Does that make you an expert? And so, no, I'm not an expert. I'm a, as a former player, I'm an expert. And that's, we won't go there, okay? NBA? But but it's what I'm saying. The fact of the matter is, when you look at a game like that, and you look at, you know, we used to call that billboard, I mean, uh, you know, locker room, post board material, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was anything wrong with Paul Pierce stepping up and saying, I want to guard LeBron? No. Should he, should he have made those comments public for everybody to talk about them, to talk he has to talk about? I like to know stuff. But, 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 
I don't know. Do you think that's motivation? Here's my point about LeBron. I don't know. LeBron responded in such a way that he didn't say, well, I'm happy that Paul wants to guard me. He didn't say, I'm going to do this. LeBron just did it. It's not what you say. When you're in the moment, when you're playing the game, it's what you do. Right. Is more important than what I you agree. say. That's a good point. And I and so for those people out there that are you know trying to kill Paul Pierce for stepping up and wanting to take LeBron, the only mistake he made was that shit. And he shouldn't have said that publicly. But as the leader of the team, and he felt he was the best defender, then he, I think he should have done that. LeBron did what he should have done too. And I think LeBron quietly, just from what I see, the way the game was played, I think. LeBron went to Eric and said, hey, man, I got this. 49 points later. Uh, the, no, from, from the start of I'm the game. I'm just saying, then, then he went off. But the start of the game, yeah. like every time the ball yeah. came down, he had the ball in his hand. I didn't watch it. He, yeah. I, I understand, but yeah. I, I'm just giving it to you so you understand. He yeah. had the ball in his hands. Right. He didn't pass it too much. He was making a statement. He was making 49 a statement. 49 is a statement. That's a, that's that's a, a big, big number. And when Paul Pierce, you want me? Yeah. You got me. That's a big number. Okay. He's a miracle. He's an amazing <laughs> player. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you all the way on okay, that. Okay, I, I got some other stuff we got to talk about. We got to take a break, though, man. I, man, this show is too short. This well, let's just roll it. You want to roll? You're, you're not even prepared to talk about this. I'm, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't tell you about well, you this. You got one. hit me. This, this all right, let's take a break and you can talk yeah, to me. Yeah, some break. cheerleader stuff. There's some real serious cheerleader stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, cheerleading. Are they getting. Compensated the way they should be. Oh, I know that whole story. Okay, we're going to talk about that. The all Raiders, right. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living Like It Matters. Dougie Mack in the studio with me. We're going to take a break, our last break, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Form or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail is Sports on the Voice America Network. Got Dougie Mack in the studio with me. What up? Um, you know, we've been talking about, you know, when Doug comes, he gets me excited, man. I, I like <laughs> I that. I like firing him I up. I like that. So, uh, but I'm passionate. I'm a, I'm, I'm a former athlete, and, you know, you know what they say, I'm sensitive about my sh- So, uh, uh, Erica, Are you? Erica Badu. Are you a sensitive yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, yes. Are you a Pisces? No, I'm a, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm a man of God. Okay. okay. All right. So, so I, and I, 
I'm going to have to talk about this more next week because I'm actually going to do a segment of my show with on that this girl? next week. Yeah, well, with one of the young ladies. There's, okay. I think there's obviously a number of young ladies that are involved, but I'm going to have one of them on my show yet. I'm, right. I'm going to get it confirmed, so I don't want to mention the name until I get it confirmed, but I, I will be talking about uh, particularly uh, the Raiders cheerleaders. Uh, but cheerleaders, I believe, in the National Football League as a whole, maybe the NBA, you know, there are there there's some question about the value of which they're being compensated, the way the monitor, you know, how much they get for. Well, they're getting screwed. Uh, well, here, that's what's going on. Here, here's the Mac, you know, and again, you know, you have some information. I may not have some information, but I have from the past. I don't let's say I don't know, but I've been around that environment and. You know, what is the entertainment value that they bring to the team, and, and what should they be compensated? Well, this just comes down to basic labor and not compensation. All, and not, and not, all, not all teams have cheerleaders, right? Yeah, they all do. No, the Cleveland Browns don't have cheerleaders. Sure they do. No. What's, what, are they, what are they called, the brownettes? They call the little brown girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> okay, so, but, 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 but no, honestly, I believe that there is... You know, for I, I've seen times where these young ladies have been on the field. It is freezing cold. Yeah, they got their outfits on. Not necessarily, you know, the kind you would wear to be out there in that cold. Right. Uh, when it's pouring down, raining, you know, it's almost like they're like your parents, who, yeah, regardless but, of what the condition of the game is, they're going to be there. So they're there all time. But Ray, what we're talking about, what this girl is complaining about, and she's absolutely in the right, is that okay, minimum wage. Well, for example, uh, there are four required appearances away from the team, away from the games that they were required to get their now, own. Now, this may not be the young lady I'm going to speak to, but you're talking about somebody. You're talking about the girl who filed, the girl, the former uh, Raiderette who filed and, and finally had been a little fed up and went to a labor attorney, actually took her contract at her boyfriend, now husband's behest, to a labor lawyer who looked at it and said, oh, this is bollocks. Mm -hmm. And now she's suing and she's been, you know, she's an outcast because she's, she's upsetting the apple cart. But the fact of the matter is she had to go up to like Napa on her own dime and if and, and sell calendars like they would sell her the calendars it turns out for five bucks and they would send her to these events and she would sell them for 15 like that was supposed to be compensation so they turned her into like a girl scout cookie calendar girl she had to go if she missed him she was reprimanded if she gained weight she was not I don't have a problem with the weight thing that's an image thing I, they can handle that uh, on their own time but well, players as have far to, as you, you know yeah exactly I, I got overweight. no problem with that but the, the way that they were being uh pimped out was a little bit Donald Sterling-ish, a little plantation-y. They had no rights in the matter, and if they complained about it, they got kicked off the squad and out outcast as a pariah. And at the end of the day, it comes down to labor law. There's right and wrong when it comes to labor law. And uh, I believe, based on, I mean, maybe there's a, a, a loophole, and the NFL's very good at these things, but you just read the article, and, and you, you pay attention to what they were being asked to do and how they were being forced to go on their own dime, and if they stained their outfit or their uniform, they had to buy a new one when they were going on these things off-site. Uh, it's bull, you know what. Yeah, well, uh, I think you said something there that was, that was probably more important than some of the other things you said. It's just what's right. It's what's you right. Know, and, and obviously, there are some, listen, there are many people out there who feel that, you know, some people you get enough and that's it. What you get is what you deserve. You don't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. Nobody made you do it. There's some people in this office who would say the same thing, you know. Oh, well, you don't have to be a cheater if you don't want to be a cheater. Or, or you could have been some, somebody else could have took that job. Somebody right. else. 
No. It's the no. right thing to do. It's, it's the right thing to do. And listen, there's a contribution that you make uh-huh. that attributes to the total value of a product. Compensate them accordingly. Compensate them. I, I believe that there's no doubt about it that there is, you know, some slum bags or that are up in the stands that, that, that do not respect those women. I happen to respect them. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think they're an important part of the game. They've been, they have entertainment value. They also have a motivational value. They get fans fired up. Yeah. People look forward to, they're as much as a celebrity as the guys on the field because wow. there's as many guys. Well, listen, I know there's guys oh, yeah, took more pictures with them than they took with me. So, well, you know, that's a difference well, for so, obvious so, reasons. So, so you, you see know. what I'm saying? So, so I, I'm, I'm not going to be one who's going to stand up and try to degrade them or devalue them yeah. because obviously they contribute to your entertainment value because if they didn't, you would would not have them there. Well, even uh, taking it a step and, further. And, 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 even but, if, but it's a job. Yeah. So pay them accordingly. Let's, let's assume we don't like their t- entertainment value. Just for the sake of argument, let's say you don't like cheerleaders. You think they're unnecessary. That's a different conversation than they're putting in the hours, pay them for their time. That's, well, that's right. If they're, if they're an employee, if, they're you an have employee. An, if you have an employment contract with them, according yeah. to the laws of the United States of America, you have to compensate them accordingly. Speaking, now, I don't think they want minimum wage. And see, that's what I'm saying. Well, entertainment value. It. She averaged it out to it was like two dollars. That's what I'm saying. But, but, but what I'm saying here, I'm not here to advocate. I'm not advo- I'm not here to advocate for them to get minimum wage. Right. Their entertainment value is beyond minimum wage. You know who didn't get minimum wage? Who's that? Richard Sherman. You know who just got more money today? <laughs> Joe Hayden. Do you wish you'd played defensive back in this league? Maybe 20 years later. <laughs> well, no, well, I'll tell these you contracts what, for these DBs are out of the well. Here's here's the thing about what, what's right really now. interesting about playing defensive back is you know what I'm not so sure about that because if I were in a position now like the guys are, I'm one of those guys now. I don't know if I play because of the way I played the game and the way I'm feeling right now. I promise you the truth. I'm sitting here now. My neck is hurting me. As I you know, it. so I I don't know. But I, I will say this: I, I like the way the running back for the Cardinals, who you know, get McGahey got in and got his money, and yeah. uh, I'm not McGahey, uh, Mendenhall, Mendenhall, Mendenhall. You know, a couple of years, I say, hey man, I got enough. My body's beat up enough. Yeah. I don't need any more. I'm I'm gonna go. Yeah. But let's just finish out that cheerleader, okay, if yeah. you will, just for one thing. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking. If about you had a DB daughter, money. if yeah. you had a daughter, uh huh. Cheerleader? Um, if she was a dancer, which is a lot. I, I've dated a Sonics girl in college, okay? And, and I didn't I have an opinion about them before. And then I got to know her and I got to know some of them. She was a, a, a competitive dance, uh, whatever that is, that, you know, like a, a exercise whatever girl. Cheerleading? She grew up dancing. Because that's she what was they're doing jazz. in college now. It's, yeah. com- it's competition well, now. It was jazz and step. And this was like her, her uh, opportunity to do that on the big stage. And I supported her 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Right. I don't right. think they're inherently... Uh, uh, salacious because they're out there dancing around like that. I think it's great. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'd, yeah. I'd allow my daughter to do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, as long no, as it, she got a good heart, she's not going to do anything wrong. Yeah. And they can't date the players. And that's completely <laughs> off off limits. And uh, now it is these days. No, it's always been that way. Yeah, but it's you know, always, back then, it, it, you know, it's always, back well, in it's your like, day, Uncle it's Ray. It's like anything else, you know, you say don't yeah. do it, but you, know, you always got somebody who's going to cross that line. Right, but, uh, right, right. But certainly, would, no, you, I, would you allow, I'm, I mean, you have a daughter. I, I have a daughter. Would uh, you allow my, her? My daughter actually runs track. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my daughter has never been interested in being a cheerleader, but I'm I'm the type of father that whatever my kids want to do, I'm going to support nah, them. That's good for you, man. And so, you know, if that's what they want to do, hey, I'm there to support you. As long as it's the right thing, you're not doing anything illegal or anything like that, I'm not going to support that, obviously, yeah. but uh, it's the right thing to do. I do think there is a place in sports for cheerleading. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Yeah. I do believe that 
once you get to the professional level and it has entertainment value, I think they should be compensated accordingly. Do I think they should get paid as much money as the players? I'm not going to go there. Right, Don't take me there. Of course not. But do I think they should get paid minimum wage? I think that's embarrassing. I never thought that they were getting paid minimum wage or lower. And don't tell me that yeah. the other stuff they do supplements what they make and they leverage that. Uh, no, that has nothing to do with, even though you're sending them out there, you're making money when you send them out there. Hey. Yeah, you're taking advantage of people the, who would lo- who would kill for the opportunity. The you're screwing them pay because the they're just happy to be there. Yeah, and it's and listen, it's like most people. Most people would love to have a job that they love. Right. Don't penalize them because you should just be happy. Don't you love your job? Yeah, you should just be happy. You and have there's your hundred jo- girls no. behind you who will take your no, spot if you get out of line. That's there's a ter- hundred. I, I don't girls. like when people yeah, do that. That's yeah. terrible. I, I want you, you. Everybody wants to find a job that they love, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean I shouldn't get paid. You know. Pretty helpful. Something fair. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond fair. If, I, if it's beyond fair to my performance, then, then pay and me accordingly. And we agree. We agree that it's almost time for the show. To <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm, appreciative, I'm appreciative of the fact that Richard Sherman has represented himself and his team accordingly and your team compensated him. I, I was happy to they see that because for a long time, mm-hmm. defensive backs weren't getting paid. They did what they what said they, they should have. But, yep. but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, Pete. Pete came through. Pete, he's a man of the board. He's a good man. Okay. And Pete, we trust. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah, nah. We don't want to go there. But listen, uh, a great show, as always, yeah. whenever Dougie Mac comes to the studio. We have a great time. And, it, and it, it's gone too fast. But I tell you what, uh, I may have him back next week, uh, depending upon how he treats me throughout the week. <laughs> he could be mean. He's a mean character, man. You I think have his last no name idea. is it's Dougie Mac Sterling. <laughs> oh, wow. On that note. No, we're going to end the show, but uh, just having fun. I appreciate you, Doug, man. Dougie, Matt, come in whenever you want to, man. Thank We've you, been, man. Uh, we got to go. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, yep. looking at the board here says we got to go. So, as always, it's been great. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. <laughs> Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.